Have you ever dreamt of another life distant but thematically relevant somehow to your own? How might your unique talents and personality quirks translate to this other world? Perhaps you will use your knack for numbers to game the leveling system in a world designed like a living role-playing game. Perhaps what made you a good class leader will be what makes you a cruel, tyrannical demon lord. Perhaps the shy kid in class will find themselves suddenly imbued with powers that make them the unlikely hero. Or maybe you'll end up a lowly slime, a vending machine, or a spider. The possibilities are endless, and that's why there are like an infinite number of these fucking shows. <laughs> Welcome to Okashina Podcast Anime with Friends, Series 8, Special Report, The World of Isekai. AKA, wait, I thought we watched every Isekai show already, and you're telling me there's more? How I became the villain. Other suggestions? <laughs> How is everybody tonight? Um, I think I think I died and I got reincarnated into a world where all these really like bottom of the barrel shovelware isekai exist. Ooh, that's and a I great word too for many it. Of them. Shovelware is a very good word for it. Can you tell us what shovelware is for those that don't know? All right. Well, first, first a friend, a friend came up with it, and I stole it because you know geniuses steal. Shovelware is like just the really, the really low effort clone games that exist just exist just to generate money. Like they're usually like ninety nine cents or whatever, and suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think. I think they're the ones that grandma buys because she her, she has cataracts and she couldn't see back in the day uh, when she was at the GameStop and they tricked her into into getting you the the latest Matroid. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think my gra- I don't think my grandparents would understand any of that, but yeah. Oh no, here, Sonny, I got you a copy of Dank Souls. I know you love it. Yes. Yes, <laughs> that is the perfect example. Thank you for saving this segment. Don, Victoria, how are you both this evening? Things are getting real. I don't know what's happening right now, but things just got real. <laughs> I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how to answer that question, Sabrina. That's very personal. Uh, uh, go ahead, Victoria. <laughs> yeah, I saw real with us. X on Wednesday. What? I mean, like I went to his concert. I didn't just like run into oh, him. Yeah, right. Little little Nas X, I'm sorry, I talked over you. So you yeah. went to see Little Nas X. How was that? Yeah, that was awesome. Like I'd been saying, I'd been saying for about a year and a half. It's like when he goes on tour, like I want to be there, and I did it. And yeah, he's just he's got excellent charisma. Like it's one of those shows where like we t- we were all just cheering, clapping, like every time he like took a step. <laughs> so it, it was that kind of energy. No, you know how this with like the really charismatic pop stars. It's like it almost doesn't even matter what they're doing. It's like. It's like they moved their arm and it's just like the greatest thing ever. That is a really cool way of thinking of it. I also saw a very charismatic star, uh, but it was a whole stage of them. And it was it was the homecoming show that I've been talking about of My Chemical Romance uh, at the Prudential Center in New- Newark, New Jersey. Uh, they played... They played constantly. There was hardly any patter with the audience. And... It didn't matter. Like that audience is so 
as you said, cued in, they're like keyed into like the minutia of their behaviors that even like Gerard looking furtively, giving a furtive glance in the direction of the guitarist, like Frank or, um, or Ray, like sent them into, uh, sent them all a, a Twitter. I don't know what, what the word I'm looking for is, but it was, a uh, it was a very high energy show. I went with Kathy. Uh, we had a great time and, um, man, I just want to see them put out more stuff and go on tour again. That, that was how good it was. Uh, and wow. the, the vocalist was dressed as, uh, he was in like a gold, in a gold sequined jacket that sometimes looked red in the lighting. And he was doing like a bad Tony Clifton impression that was sort of like, <laughs> it was sort of his nod to Frank Sinatra, I think. Because <laughs> of Jersey, you know, they're from Jersey, My Chemical Romance, so... It was like Jersey Boys, right? And then, and you know, like a Midtown, also from Jersey, also like a relic of the emo boy band pop punk thing. Uh, they they actually reunited for this tour. <laughs> they like went off and became dads, and like you know, did the whole like family thing, and they came back together for this tour. And they had this great moment where they were like, "Fuck school!" They're like, "Hi, kids, don't don't." you know go to school go study don't, don't actually it's, fuck it's school. important and then at the end they were just like fuck school also they dedicated they dedicated a song to mikey from my chemical romance the the bass player and and it and it, they said like this song was stolen from us by another band and then it turned out to be the killers since you were gone or since you were gone, since you were young, since we were <laughs> since young. you were gone is not I'm a killer so sorry, song. I'm so sorry. I'm just so excited. It's also not a Kerry Clarkson song. Cause that would be since you've been gone. Yeah. Since when we were young, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm not editing any of that. Anyway, <laughs> a good time was had by both me and Victoria with live performances. Now, Don, you have to top that. Well, we had a very different weeks because on Tuesday, I went to my primary care physician, whose appointment I couldn't get for four months, and uh, got both the flu shot and the next COVID booster. So I pretty much, uh, That's- I've been sleeping that off. Mm, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Good job. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't do it. For, I would have gone, I would have gone sooner, but I got, like, since I got like a uh, corticosteroid choice, I do corticosteroid dose forgot i couldn't i wasn't allowed to take it for two weeks so we're sometimes sometimes the simple words are really hard dose yes that is true (laughs) or just any word when it when it comes to me (laughs) or song title uh it was pretty fatiguing but otherwise i'm i'm mostly recovered and hopefully now which was worse? Against... Which was worse? The 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 effects of uh of the booster shot and the and the the immunizations, or watching some of the worst isekai garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I I I watched a total of three isekai, and I I think I had a slightly better run than at least Victoria <laughs> of that. <laughs> Of that, I'm certain. Uh, And I think in general, since this is really maybe my first real introduction to Izakai, I'm definitely the novice. Um, I can, you know, 
I don't know yeah. that I would go much further into it. Uh, so this will be interesting. Uh, but I think I, I had a slightly higher level of quality than some of you. And as a result, I'm not feeling terrible about it. Well, what I think is interesting about Isekai is it it's something that has been around for a while, obviously. You know, uh, even in like classic science fiction books and stuff. But it it just really hit a sort of nerdy boom in the last like what would you say victoria is it is it eight ten years now or are we just five years into it or what like i i think if we look back at it sort of started as a lot of light novel series getting a lot of Uh, traction and then getting anime adaptations yeah let me hold on let me pull up that i think it's it's then like this current boom. Probably, how long prob- have I mean, we the, been the in current it? the current boom has probably been sometime since two thousand ten ish. Um, the so so the so the the boom is associated with this website that's called let's 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 become a novelist. It's like a site where people can just publish their own novels. Um, looks like it was launched in two thousand two thousand four, but it took off took off around like. I guess it did take off. Based on this, it did take off around 2012. That was when that was when people that was when it really got popular as a way to write these very like templated templated fantasies where people just come up with their own with their own crazy twists on the idea, um, and that kind of became the factory for the factory for the web novel to light novel to manga to anime timeline. Um, yeah, I I have mixed feel. I have mixed feelings about this. Like I first like first of all, I I I love when people make things. I love when people make things. I want to encourage people to create, even if it, they're not good at it. Yeah, I can and I can see you know I and I can see where having this template is like a really good entry point for new to, for new writers. But it also can turn into what creepy pasta turns into, which is just some of the more like trash writing on the internet. That that's what I was gonna say is that is that what what bothers me because I did a I did a sampler of first episodes of several shows last fr- last Friday a week ago, trying to pick ones with similar titles so I could you know see how they overlapped or didn't. Um, yeah, what I don't what I it what I don't like is that there doesn't seem to be any sort of refinement along the way to make these follow a good classic story format, which is which you know story story, story general story writing formats exist for a reason 50 shades of gray started mm-hmm. out as harry potter fan fiction it's twilight um, fan fiction i think oh sorry you're absolutely <laughs> right uh, yeah i'll i would be much better if it were harry potter fan fiction now that i think of it <laughs> harry, best harry best harry potter fan fiction is um my immortal but we've been on the internet long enough <laughs> you know i mean derivative works or Original works that are adhering to a theme, but with, you know, I mean, the internet has allowed anyone to write and really anyone to publish. Um, and I, I mean, I did notice in doing the research on, on the ones that I watched here that in fact, the, the anime that I watched were adaptations of light novels for what it's worth. Um, and not, not, direct born anime of 
of you know of that sort of fame. So of good breeding, uh, well, <laughs> of any breeding, I suppose. I mean, at least there was at least for the ones that I'm doing here, there was a a literary tradition. <laughs> I'm just laughing to, to say literary tradition when thinking about <laughs> the devil as a part timer. Um, and you know, hey, there's, I, I hey, what. I loved this book called John Dies at the End, and this book is filled with spiders. And that was like that was written in in blog form originally. So, you know, uh, where an, a piece of art comes from doesn't matter as much as you know. I feel like the 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 cream will rise. You know, for every slender man, there's going to be a thirty killer Jeffs. If that yes. reference doesn't mean anything to you, it means you nope. you it haven't delved into the creepy pasta worlds. Well, and I I'm not sure I have the time or inclination. But, <laughs> but I think our audience knows what I'm talking about. But I think it's fair to say, you know, we're what we did here was look at was take a big picture across a very large genre, and there's there's some good here, um, but there's also a lot of bad. And I think that can be said for anything. Like, you know, there's really good action movies out there. And then there's, I mean, I remember with my father, we used to go to Blockbuster and like rent. You know, you, you were like, well, what do they have? Well, I don't know. This one looks like there's fighting. And then we'd go and watch it. We'd be like, holy hell, how did we get snookered by this so badly? <laughs> like, you know, it, it really, in those days, it was, you were stuck, right? You know, it's like you go to yeah. pay-per-view and you dial in the number and that's it, man. You can't back out. It's not like today where it's like, I streamed it for two minutes and it sucked. So I'm going to change the channel. It's like, no, you went to Blockbuster. That was it. It's either this or Walter Cronkite. You know, you got what you got. So that's the best description of, I, I mean, my, of the problems I, I've, I've, of I've my childhood. Plenty. Go ahead, Victoria. <laughs> Your cable. I invented plenty of blockbuster rents back in my day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, right. I, I remember on my mom. My mom rented um, Despicable Me. She's like, "Oh, it's a cartoon. You know, we can watch it as a family. It'll be fun." I think about like ten minutes in, we just like turned it off and decided that sitting in silence was like way more entertaining. Oh yeah, there's that. Well, my. <laughs> My father rented Blue Velvet, and I think somewhere along the line, I was, I don't know, 13, or he was like, I don't, I don't think Blue we Velvet, can, perhaps. Well, I don't think we can keep watching this. Um, and I was like, okay, but this is movie night, Dad. And yeah, well, that's Blue Velvet or, you know, Walter Cronkite, two very different choices. I feel like you watched a lot of those, though. Like you just kept watching, and your parents were like, I want to see it. The kid can't watch, then, you know. We're going to watch it anyway. I got in trouble for watching Beverly Hills 90210 when I got home from school <laughs> and I just crashed because I was tired and sort of napping and was watching that. My parents would come in like, oh, you're watching TV. That's not permitted. And I was like, I, uh, I'm, I'm a straight A student. Why are you doing this to me? I was a straight A student. I was an Eagle Scout. Like, <laughs> no, no, you can't watch any of this junk. It's a slippery slope yeah. from Ian Zierling in Beverly Hills 90210 to Ian Zierling in Sharknado, and they knew it. And it wasn't even like I was watching it like as it was released. I wasn't up with the cool kids and knowing the recent plot. Like I, we didn't have the cable thing, so I was watching like five year old reruns of you know 902. I'm like way behind the curve. 
Anyway, that's a personal problem and not one that we need to air here on No, our I think we should get on with it. Uh, so I'm just going to go first because I guess I'll just set the pace, I guess. Um, I watched a show called So I Am a Spider. So what? <laughs> and I do like the so what thrown in there like, so what? What you going to do about it? Yeah? Yeah, there's an attitude to it. And it's kind of infectious. And when I watched the first episode, and I'll tell you this right off the bat, I watched 24 episodes of this because <laughs> for whatever reason, it hooked me. Can I? Um, can, before we go any further, I feel like it is incumbent upon us to say, undoubtedly, we're going to spoil some things along the way here. For some uh, of these yeah, shows, and yeah. I don't know if you, I'm gonna try you know, I don't not know if you want to spoil some of the pleasures of this one, yeah, because I think yeah, that yeah, it yeah. actually, I, it actually does have some good secrets built into it, um, and it probably was because I mean, there's a lot more of the light novels than there are of the anime, and I don't know if it's getting a second season or third. I don't, I don't know if that first 24 episodes is just one season or not i watched it as one season but i'm not entirely certain if that's how it was presented originally but the elevator pitch is basically this began as a light novel series by okina baba uh reclusive shut-in wakaba hero is killed alongside most of her high school class by this freak explosion that has green light in it so you know we're we're already tantalized from the beginning And like I love all of that you're like, things, hey, focus on the green light. Yes. Like all of these things, she awakens and finds herself reincarnated. But what's cool about this is she's not she's not some like cool, sexy, fun character. She's a lowly spider. And she has all her memories of her previous life, even though she was just born. And she's the type of enemy that you fight in RPGs that you would just grind for XP in the first, like, <laughs> little forest area, you know? Or, like, the first little dungeon that you go to. She is the weakest. Like, one hit will kill her. And that's what makes it good, because it's actually an underdog story. So, when the show is about the spider, like, finding new ways to survive this treacherous, treacherous dungeon it's in, it's, like, in the last dungeon. Like, where all the strongest and worst monsters are spawned. There's just different layers to that dungeon, but it's like she's at like the top of it or like the the bottom and she has to kind of like work her way up. And the way she does this is it sort of becomes like a, a body horror thing where like she has to first get used to the idea that she's no longer this cute little high school girl. She's a spider. And what's kind of fun is that the show presents you this like spider with kind of anthropomorphic features and these big like shoujo eyes and uh, just a kind of cute little like like simplified design for the mouth. And when she talks, her mouth opens and closes and it's it's got one of those theme songs that's like really cheeky and uses lots of spider imagery and stuff. And then it's got a, like a ending song that's one of those super hyper rock and roll tunes. But like later in the series you'll get to see what she looks like from other people's perspectives and she's utterly terrifying especially when she starts evolving and i'll i'll get into that because this this series 
in order to get into it, you kind of have to put up with her talking to herself a lot. And it's a lot of exposition about how the world works because the world is an art is also a role playing game. So there's like a, a voiceover that comes in and says like, you've leveled up or whatever. And it'll say like, this is, these are the skills you have, you've unlocked. And she'll like ask, what's this skill? How do I use this skill? Can I use this skill against this monster? But I think what makes it fun is that she is a high school girl, so and she has those memories, and she speaks in that vernacular. So she's doing these horrible things. She's eating this bitter, ugly, <laughs> like, lizard man that she kills, right? Just scraping by the... the, the, the I don't... I was going to say the seat of her pants, but she doesn't wear pants. <laughs> the seat of her web. <laughs> Good for her, her for web. killing something, though. I was I was happy to hear that she managed to kill an orc. Or whatever yeah. it was. Yes, she kills a lot of things and she eats them and it's great. Uh, and she makes like little webs and she calls them my home and she like decorates them like a like a typical high schooler's room, but they're just like webs and dead bodies and stuff. It's really cool. Um, but it, if you're not into the idea of like <laughs> min-maxing and stats and leveling... Uh, the series can get a little daunting at times because it it's so hyper-focused on all that. Uh, I got into it. I wouldn't say that I'm like the type of person who plays a Dark Souls or a, a dungeon crawler and is like, I need to be the best there ever was, so I'm going to use this sword with this armor to produce this effect, which does 12% more damage stacks and buffs. and But because they're explaining it, I kind of just let it like wash over me. Anyway, if that was all the show was, and it was only like 12 episodes, I'd just be like, genius, and I'd stamp stamp approval right on it. But it also has to do with her other classmates who were reborn as other things. In this case, they were reborn more humanoid. So there's some they some of them are royalty, some of them are regular NPC types, some of them are as yet revealed mysteries. Uh, and one of them who was a bully of the other, of the spider girl in her other life, spoiler alert, uh, she becomes a baby dragon. So she starts as a worm, like a little lizard. And she sort of turns into like a plushy dragon. <laughs> and then she starts getting like big and like, almost like a puff, the magic dragon or like one of those like big, like sparkly dragons. Um, and then we've got like the best main character name. I want to, I want you guys to hear this because in, in his former life as a Japanese high school student, he was known as Yamada Shunsuke, but here in the Isekai, he is called Shlain, Zagan, Analit. <laughs> and so I have to put up with characters constantly going Shlain. <laughs> Um, and then there's Hugo Baint von Renzant. <laughs> These are and, some great names. And the reason that the show kind of works in this regard is because it's kind of a spoiler, but it's not so bad that I feel like I have to hide this. It's not telling you the story in order. The Spider Girl was born uh, fully able to operate because she's a spider 
but the other kids were born, reborn, or reincarnated, including their teacher. They were reincarnated as babies, so they've had to grow up. So they were like fully aware of who they were, but they were like a baby, and they couldn't do anything about it. Um, but they all were given special powers and stuff, and there's one of them, uh, an NPC, uh, who is the brother of one of our main reincarnated guys, the guy Shlain or Shun. Uh, he, <laughs> Shlain, let's just keep Shlain. saying it. Do you want to say it together? Shlain. I'm not getting all the consonants there. Like Shlain. L-A-N-E. Shrain. <laughs> anyway, you're, you're like not even answering my question. You're just like, nah. I just, I just want, I just wanted more excuses to say this. I just want more excuses to say it. It's true. The it's spelled in in the in the like pseudo German whatever. It's spelled S C H L A I N. But I watched it in Japanese, and and it it has that like staccato, not staccato, but it has that like consonant heavy sound that doesn't sound right in Japanese for some reason when you say a word like shlain shrain you know like it's just not a it's just not a name that that lends itself to any tongue uh but he's the hero so you have to hear it a lot and uh and his brother Julius is actually the hero he has like this distinction that lets him use light magic and so uh, we follow that sort of like adventure very lightly at first. And then as it goes on, it starts to get more and more involved. And we start realizing that we've been watching uh, Wakaba as the spider sort of rising up the ranks in the two or three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years while the others were just kids growing up. So although they're more like accustomed to the world, the spider's level just keeps rising. And eventually she becomes friends with uh with the administrator called D. And that's another like sort of mystery box thing that's going on here. So there's a lot of cool stuff. Um there's a side character called Karnasia Seri Anabald uh Katya. So that's a girl character, but it used to be a guy. And they do nothing with it. They do nothing. They use it for jokes. It's never, ever, it never comes to fruition. It's clear that Kanata Oshima, whether as a guy or as Katya now, having grown up a woman longer than he was, or just as long as he was a high school boy, uh, Katya is now like, uh, clearly, even before she was reborn, she had feelings for a guy. It's pretty obvious to me, uh, but they never pull the trigger on it. And, uh, you know, the, the show has like action adventure elements and magic. So every character has like fire affinity or water affinity and there are different dragon affinities. And then uh, Wakaba is the spider. She, she gets uh, evolutions and sometimes she'll die she'll die just as she's leveling up so that her health will suddenly come right back again, or she'll get something that gives her one sliver of health. So it's really fun to root for her. And that's pretty much the show in a nutshell. Um, if 
if you can deal with a lot of talking and a lot of a lot of stuff that you don't care about, uh, it's a pretty good show. Obviously, I watched 120, 124. I watched uh, 24 episodes I was of this say, thing. I mean, in a very short period of time. I, I struggle with this because you made it sound somewhat interesting. And if I, it would be the kind of thing I'd love to have on the background while I'm cooking if I, if Japanese was a native language to me. Um, but when, <laughs> when I have a, a need to watch subtitles, then it makes it a little more difficult to have it sort of on in the background, if you know what I mean. I actually don't know if it has an English dub, but it probably does. I think Crunchyroll, for the most part, has English dubs on all their stuff. Oh, at least the short form stuff. And this is like a Crunchyroll original, or or they had like the rights to it. I'm not sure. Was this a, a light novel? Yeah, yeah, that's how I started talking okay. about it. Um, yeah, that's it right. It was a light novel by Okinababa. I guess, but how how many novels or how long could this novel be <laughs> it's long it's long like uh i think that 16. they covered quite a lot 16 i just looked this off it's yeah it's 16 books and i think they covered a fairly good chunk of it no because i think it, it's like in 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 parts right it's not just like the books themselves like there's like uh chapters that run here's a question is it more of a comedy or a drama or Ooh, that's a good question um there's dramatic parts and it, it does get more grimdark as it goes with like some major character deaths and like betrayals and things but also um it's it's mostly funny with the spider, but it's also, like I said, it's like you're rooting for this underdog spider uh, as she's constantly almost being obliterated by these much stronger creatures. And they're, they present themselves as kind of puzzles that she has to solve with her many, many skills. And a lot of times the show is built around the idea that it's like going to surprise you with how she gets through it. And, and it's always just kind of fun like when she becomes this like like it's you just imagine this dawn you go into the dungeon in like your diablo or whatever right <laughs> wait 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 i i need to be clear am i diablo the bad guy or am i a hero in search of diablo no 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 yeah like you're the hero just okay. pretend you're the hero going in search of like uh of like the the big demon lord in the mm-hmm. dungeon or whatever Imagine the very first spider you see has like 999,000 hit points, uh, has like level 10 maximum magic in every category, has resistance to everything, can kill you with the blink of an eye and heal itself instantly. <laughs> like that's that's the level that the spider eventually gets to. So it's um, sort of like in Elden Ring where you face the like tree spirit or something right out of the gate. Right, right. Like, just you overwhelming you power that you couldn't possibly. But I, I, one question I did have is: it she starts out as a lowly spider and works her way Correct. up. Does Correct. she? Is she an NPC? In which case, she gets slaughtered, and then like she's like, all right, she's reincarnated, but she's like, I want to level up. 
one life. One, one life. So Every she, character only gets one more chance. So it's it's very hairy for her at the beginning. No pun yeah. on hairy spider there. Is she hairy? She is hairy. I mean, a spider is hairy. No well, not all spiders are hairy. Spider. Like a nice black no widow. There's thing as a smooth spider. I don't know that the, I... I <laughs> I'm definitely going to be fact-checking you on that one. Yes, go and touch some Black Widows and fact-check me, Mullinson. <laughs> Were you saying, asking if she's a lowly spider or a lowly spider, as in Lolita? So, is she a lowly spider? <laughs> That's my question. Is she a lowly spider? Yeah. Uh, no. Um, but there's some of that, sure. Like, the, the way she behaves is she's she's manic she's a very manic character uh which is not the type of person she was when she was alive so that kind of goes into the whole like isekai thing where you go to this other world and then something about you like that was either hidden or that nobody appreciated or that society didn't value enough in this other world in this other form, it's your key to success. Did uh, either of you have a series like that? Um, I, I, have, I have another question. Is there spider sex? No. And there's no romance, like, at all. There's Somehow that some, makes like, me feel chaste, better. There's some, like, chaste, like, my brother is the best. Hmm. <laughs> oh big brother but then she betrays him so it's like okay well that's all right then but there's like there's it's a very sexless world so at least for her a like a large spider (laughs) um so victoria you want to go next sure um so so i watched a bunch of things i watched all the episodes of uncle from another world and my next life as a villainous, all routes lead to doom, which is not about being reincarnated in the game Doom, much to my disappointment. But <laughs> I also, um, I, I also did a sampler of a bunch of other a bunch of other shows last Friday to just kind of have like a control group and more or less to confirm what I thought, which is that a lot of these shows are very very similar and not very good. Um, those ones were. Uh, the greatest demon lord is reborn as a typical nobody. How not to summon a demon lord? The master of Ragnarok and Plesser of Einherjar. That is definitely not how you pronounce that, but I don't care. Um, the time I was reincarnated as a slime. I had been killing slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level. And in another world with my smartphone. Um, this, this, this was like some circular hell because all these shows were so similar and it... So, so similar and had such unappealing premises that left you with nowhere to go because the hero was like, the hero just had no goal and they were just like going, you know, going to guilds to get quests or like acquiring all these skills via video game menus or like getting women to be their slaves. And <laughs> or How this, is that a trope? That's so weird. I, I, from what I've read, I'm from what I've read is that a lot of a lot of the authors don't know how our aren't sure how to have their male characters meet women. So 
they just acquire slaves. I, I, that's extremely strange to me because you could also have, just have them like bump into each other and meet cute and go on an adventure together, which is not, which is not original either, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't like make me feel like I need to take a shower. Uh, yeah. These were, these um, were, these were not good. Um, they, some of the, some of them seemed like they had potential for a second. Like that time I was reincarnated slime Initially, it looked like it had some production value and interesting storyboarding leading up to leading up to the reveal that reveal that the main character turns into a slime. But then it just kind of continued to be like him just like acquiring all these all these skills that were just narrated via video game menus. And, I, and he had no like clear goal. He was just eating things. And it, it was it was so boring. <laughs> It is that- that's interesting that sort of contrasts with what i was experienced with, with with so i i am a spider because i thought it was about a like i said an underdog so you never felt like you were on the side of this like little lowly slime um, to, to like rise to be a metal slime or whatever for the first few seconds like a palette shift like the first few seconds it, or minutes it was the slime was cute but like from what I've read, then he gets he gets a he gets a human fo- he gets a human form and a and a harem, so it just kind of ends up being the same thing anyway. Like he isn't really in the slime form. That's that's kind of a cop out. <laughs> I, I that's such right. a cop out. Yeah, yeah. These were these were very very unimaginative. And another world, my smartphone like starts out with character meeting meeting God after God accidentally killed him with a lightning bolt, and like heaven is just like. It's just like a Japanese room with a tatami mat and like table and a bookshelf or some chest of drawers. I don't even remember. And it was just like it You're was boring so boring. Me already. It was so boring. And it did not. Yeah, it did not go better. Like he just meets. It sounds these, like a VR game. Uh, yeah, it just was a lot of um, a, a DVD a of, menu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's like I I don't think the. I don't think basing shows heavily on video games is a good idea. (laughs) To be be a bit of a snob, there's the aphorism that you make what you grew up on. And video video games just generally are not, are not like they're, they're not about the plot. It's because you're playing it. The plots are just there to support it. So if the plot is just, Oh, we should go to a guild and like register and level up. Like that is, that is so boring. So the main the main thing I wanted to watch this time was a shoujo series because I grew up on 90 shoujo isekai. It's my it's my absolute favorite like subgenre of manga, manga and anime. Like it it does it just, there are so many there's series like Magic Never Earth, Fushiki Yugi, um Escaflone that I just hold so dearly and that come right very essential to the person I became. Um well, what is it see- you like about those? What ah, is the yes. what is the qualities that drew you to them? So, so, so I really want to see girls doing cool stuff, and yeah, no, no, seriously. But um, that was I mean that was what drew me to anime at first as a kid was that you know the, these we had these stories where female heroines were doing cool things and they were growing and they were changing the world. Um, Generally, the format for ninety shoujo isekai kind of it kind of followed a plot uh, like a story structure similar to the Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz 
great isekai. <laughs> but you know, the the character, the main character, would be dealing with some sort of with some sort of personal issues, like self confident, like psych of self confidence or anxiety or trouble at home. That would you know put them in a prime position to want to escape. They would get summoned to the summoned to the other world. They would make you know make friends. They would learn about the world. They would suffer hardships. They would grow up and you know grow up and succeed. And then at the end, they would usually not always, but usually go back home to become better people in their own lives. And this this was this this was a great outcome because it's basically like, hey, you loser, sitting in your bedroom reading manga on the floor next to the radiator this is not a this is not a specifically personal story at all you know you've 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 you've, you've clearly come here because you know clearly come to read this story because you also are experiencing some discontent with your life because you're like 13 but you know now that you now that you've been on this journey with the characters you go you go and enjoy your life like you go make make friends like be a good person to the people in the world because you're kind of the hero of your own. You're the hero of your own life. So that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I was surprised. I was surprised to see how much things had changed. <laughs> well, now a lot of a lot of isekai is. It's not about that growth. It's about coming in this like this your opoc and just already being the most powerful person in that world and not really having any goals and et cetera. Um, that said, that doesn't, that doesn't apply to the, it doesn't apply to exactly to my next life as a villainess. Um, which again, I chose because it was Jojo, but I wanted to see how, I wanted to see how things had changed in this one. Our main character, Katarina Klaas is she's this, um, She's this, we meet her as this young noble, as young child of a noble family. And she fall, falls, hits her head. And when she hits her head, she realizes, oh shit, like, you know, I'm this like eight year old noble now, but I actually used to be this 17 year old, like gamer, gamer girl in, in earth in my past life. And somehow I've, re- I've reincarnated into the ultimate game I was playing before, you know, before I died. But as the villain, as the villainess, as the girl who's the yeah. main romantic rival to the heroine Mar- Maria. Um, so this isn't a, what kind of world is this? This isn't this isn't a fantasy world like with like Dungeons and Dragons, sword and sorcery stuff. This is like a dating simulator. Yeah, she or she's born into a world that that is very is very much like it, and what she what she immediately realizes they, this this character like either dies or gets exiled on every possible route. Well, I just, she's like, I don't want to die again uh, young. Cause I already uh, died when I was 17. So like, I've just got to immediately start planning. How am I going to avoid this? And her plans are to befriend all the people that would otherwise kill or exile her when she, when she's, when she's the age to, or when she's reaches the point of her life, that is the game. That is the game. And you know if that does if that if that fails then to learn to become a good farmer so she can make money when she's exiled. <laughs> That's actually pretty cool and progressive. Yeah, I, I like I, I liked I really like that she has she has a goal even if it's even if it's a fairly simple goal of just not dying she ha- she has one. Um, the out the outcome of this is that since she's a very she's a very sweet nice earnest girl, 
she does be she does befriend everybody. She befriend be, she does befriend everybody. She befriends all the romanceable male characters as well as their as well as their kind of secondary female characters. Like one of them is a prince's fiance. Another is, I think he's like some sort of other noble. His younger sister. And then we fast forward into the future, into the future when the ultimate game starts properly. Everybody's in love with her. Like yeah. Everybody has been so touched by her kindness that they're all in love with her. And, and eventually even the, eventually even the main, the main character of the game, Maria, um, Maria falls in love with her. So I, I like, I like that it's, I like that it's a bisexual harem. Like, that one of the okay. things, one of the thing one of the things that put at my radar is that like in 2020 when it started there is this this site had this site anime trending had a weekly favorite couple poll and like seven of the 10 spots were just the ships with her and the other characters did you personally feel you identified with the character in in a way that like like you wanted thought or that you felt frustrated in the same way that would like when she was blocked. Sorry, uh, you were talking about how like at uh, one point, and I didn't fully understand this, but uh, all the, um, all the outcomes ended up being the because, same. Because I, because I find the video game set up a little like, I just find the video game set up a little unpeeling in general. I related to her obsession with desserts. <laughs> there you <laughs> like, go. Like I think the is most it because, magical is it because it's a game and she knows it that she can eat whatever she wants. I don't. I okay. don't think it goes that. I don't That's think it fair. runs that deep. But <laughs> but yeah, it just makes me think that huh? The best thing about this fancy world is that she can eat like an entire table of cakes and just not feel not feel sick or gain any weight. <laughs> um, Spider has some of that too. Yeah. Spider has her like she gets a crab <laughs> at one point. She's like. God damn it, this is a lot better than yeah, eating that would these be nice. like, poisonous snakes. <laughs> and she like she like, you know, the, the the little spider person puts on like the traditional Japanese housewife <laughs> like little like um, white bandana look and house dress and like she like makes like a sushi and stuff and of course that's not what's actually happening, but that's all like her like crazy mental projection of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I thought was interesting about what you, what you were saying, and it probably lines up with a couple different series, is that when the characters are either underleveled or they take on the role of the villain or the monster, is there is there something there about sort of like bucking against the predestination of fate? Yes. But... <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is also really interesting in the context of what we're talking about, right? Like being in a a video game, everything is already predestined. So you have to take certain paths to progress. But instead of being in our, you know, work work a day lives where, you know, you're at the you're grinding at the wheel, you're grinding at a totally different wheel, but in fact there's even fewer options. I, I didn't get that sense from this though. Like I think she views her paths in the, these kind of like very, she, she, view, she, she thinks everything is going to go according to the game. And she doesn't, you know, even after, even after the point that the character, that the 
that the romantic male characters have turned out to be completely different people than they were supposed to be, according to the game. She's still like constantly like, oh crap, this is like a death flag event in the game. And it just really operate, operates according to that, according to that, like not, so she just never realizes at all that all these characters are in love with her. Well, that's not true. Um, in the second, the second season, after some of the male characters start making more forward advances, then she picks up on it and is like, a, I don't know what to do. What was her goal exactly? Was it just to survive or did she really want to win? Um, in the in the first game, it's literally just to survive, so she can live. So she can live. Or the first game in the first season, it's survive, so she can live a carefree, carefree life. The second season was a little more aimless, um, because at that point she's already lived past the point of the game, and it just kind of becomes like it's 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 still a rom com, but it's but it becomes more more episodic. I would say it starts to deal with more with um. It starts to deal with more of the backstory of there being dark magic. Um, I like the idea of outliving the point of the game, which is also another indictment of capitalism. But uh, <laughs> you, know, you can't work anymore; yeah. you might as well just be dead. I did have some. I did have some gripes. Um, so I actually think the villainous idea is really interesting. Um, I was also. I also started reading this other manga called. Um, the dark history of the reincarnated villainous because it has a very relatable premise. The main character is the main character is an adult and her parents accidentally come across her, the old, like the old, like fantasy, the old, like fancy romance stories she wrote with herself as the main character. And she just, and she, she panics when this happens and gets hit by, it gets hit by a truck and then gets reincarnated the villainous her own crappy stories um, I, I related to this a lot because I was visiting my parents a few months back and when my mom brought out like my writing portfolio that I wanted, the first thing at the top was my middle school self-insert fan fiction folder. And I was I just grabbed it. I was mortified thinking like, oh my God, she might have read this. Despite the warnings on it from my 12, 13 year old self saying like, if you read this, you will die. I mean, that was, that was a, that was a really effective word. Um, yeah. I, but um, yeah, what I found in my next life is a villainous. And from what I can tell in dark history, the dark history of the reincarnated villainous is that if, if the characters weren't telling you what they're, what they're the evil things their character is supposed to do in story, you wouldn't really, you wouldn't really know their villainesses. Like Katarina, she's very, she's very nice. She's really, she's really sweet. Um, is that because there's, there's, there's never someone sort of else any... inhabiting her, though? Well, yes, yeah. I mean, they, yes, because because she, she was originally going. She, if she hadn't recovered her memory, she would have grown up to be this spoiled, this spoiled bully who just makes the main character's life living hell. But you know, it's not like she has any. It's not like she has any sort of like significant self kind of self conflicts or moments of doubt. Um, she doesn't, you know, she never, she never kind of, she never ends up in a situation where she's, where she does anything she's supposed to do or like characters treat her as though she did those, she did those things. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm kind of wondering is where the tension is because I feel like a good person suddenly thrown into the role of an evil person and being treated that way, who has to fight to get to win over the town or whatever that's sort of the hook, right? Like that's where the tension comes from. 
But if she, yeah, there, there, if, there wasn't that. If everybody just loves her all the time, why is she a villainess? Like, that's just my question, I guess, for that series. Yeah, like I like I wanted to, to ha- I wanted to have some deep thoughts about you know maybe maybe the young women of today do not want to be the goody goody heroine like we did in the nineties like she, maybe they want to maybe maybe they want to be the villainous but it it just it just it just didn't really have any particular effect just the the tension I guess was her her anxiety thinking that you know thinking that she was going to die in these moments. She clearly, she clearly wasn't. That's right. Because, there's that jeopardy. You know, every, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I also think I also, it's, it's a very, it's a very light show. It's a very light rom-com. So a lot of, a lot of the tension just plays out in normal, in normal rom-com situations where, you know, normal, normal kind of rom-com situations where like some of the characters are fighting over each other or, you know, she is being, is you know she's being flirted with and just doesn't and just doesn't get it um if you weren't a completionist would you have completed the series like was it enough to keep you going or was that just like i feel obligated to watch this i mean i enjoyed it i didn't i didn't love it i probably wouldn't have i probably would have let it go after a certain amount after maybe the first season but if it if I were just watching if I were just watching them, but I did I did like it. I I also wish it had I also wish it had explored what I thought was like the abject horror of just living your life, living your life expecting you know expecting that in seven years you're gonna die. Like she's she's so she's kind of so she's kind of so um, dense that she doesn't seem to register. She doesn't seem to register any of that. Isn't that that again? Though that's got to be where the tension comes from. You you told me that's where the jeopardy was, and now you're saying she doesn't even register it. I, I mean, that's a different thing. That's a different thing from what I'm saying. I'm talking about you know the in the in the moment her stressing that this is a this is a part of the game where she gets exiled or killed. Oh, and it's fun. Um, versus versus, it, it, it's like absolutely horrifying to think that you know I could imagine living living most of my childhood and adolescence antis- anticipating that I might die and I'm befriend you know befriending people because I don't want to die um that's a creepy take it do- on it doesn't, it <laughs> yeah yeah it, it 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 doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't go that it doesn't go that deep into it i think 90 90 shoji isekai would be more 90 shoji isekai are were more willing to like, examine so the ex- the existential horrors yeah, I feel like I feel like '90s shows in general were more like the horror was under the surface in a way that there just weren't as many layers of things in some ways. I feel, and maybe it's just because it's I associate with my youth and everything was simple and didn't have as many dimensions as far as I was concerned. Um, maybe if I went back and experienced that stuff, like. I don't know. I I don't have a good parallel for Isekai because I wasn't watching it uh, then. But like I think of the cartoons I was watching and they they were they were not full of meaning <laughs> by any means. Don, your turn. <laughs> Tell us about what show you watched. So in my foray of, of Isekai, um, I watched two shows. Uh, one was The Devil is a Part-Timer. Uh, a very popular has, show, by the way. 
uh, okay, if you if you say so, uh, and also parallel world pharmacy. Um, I, I briefly dabbled in one other show. I watched part of an episode of Drugstore in Another World, which I thought was supposed to be parallel world pharmacy, but it was not, and it was so bad within the first five minutes. I uh, admonished you, Sabrina, for saying that this was supposed to be a good one and was one I was supposed to watch. And then, uh, Victoria, you jumped in and pointed out that uh, Sabrina probably meant Parallel World Pharmacy, which... Which is just funny because that's exactly what she was pointing out with all these things just sort of overlapping (laughs) each other. Oh, yeah. It is. I was duped by the, like, crappy alternative version. I... And I was started watching. I was like, "This can't be right! Like people like this. This is bad." It's the <clears> so same yeah, title. I mean, I don't have much to say about <laughs> um, drugstore in another world, <laughs> except no. Uh, but for the devil as a part timer, um, let's stick with devil as a part timer. Yeah, let's for let's now. do that one because no one seems it. to. So I, I full disclosure, I did not finalize a season. I watched three episodes. Um, before I, I moved on because my, my time was precious and limited. Let's pretend. Um, let's, let's also say that just for the audience, that that was the assignment. We were, we were (laughs) only required to attempt to watch three episodes. Victoria and I just went way overboard. Yeah. Well, I, I, I sense your enthusiasm was out of love. Um, but you know, This, so this was my first experience with Isekai, so I didn't have any real sense of uh, what, like, is there a pattern? Is there a, whatever it is. With this particular show, you jump in, it starts out as a grim, like, what's a good example? Um, uh, well, I wanted to ask you, doesn't your show break the pattern a little bit? Doesn't it flip it? Well, see, isn't that, that's a problem, right? It Well, it does flip it in the sense of what we've been generally talking about is, um, regular people moving into other circumstances that are crazier, weird, or outside the norm. And the devil is a part-timer does the opposite. It takes an all-powerful evil being, um, the devil, although it's, <laughs> let's just say it's a devil, um, and their mystical world and catapults him into modern day Japan, um, where then he has to adapt and I feel like the. So you might ask me, Don, is this a comedy? <laughs> is it a, is it a drama? Is it a romance? Is it a drama? And I'd have to romance. say to you, our audience, it's apparently trying to be all three, and it's trying to do all of those at once. Don, is this a comedy? Um, which I don't find very successful um, because the tone. I just got whiplash. I'm like, oh, so this is this is a this is a romantic scene, and this is. I mean, it's a comedy, but then also the first ten minutes are very dramatic and very dark, and set a tone that is absolutely not maintained throughout the other episodes that I was watching. Um, is it so like it takes clerks? like five minutes. It, it's just, man, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, what's his part-time it, job? What does the devil do? The devil works at a McRonald's. <laughs> 
So the the devil has a shift at McDonald's and has a crappy flat that he lives with his top lieutenant at in um, and then eating big racks. And again, this happens at the end of the first episode, so I don't feel like I'm spoiling much. But no. the hero who was who had driven the devil out of his own world. So I mean. The devil was driven out of his own world because he was being defeated by this hero and and the hero's um, plucky band of adventurers, let's say. And they they defeated the devil's armies and came and were knocking at the devil's door. And, and the devil's like, I shall return and defeat you all and goes through a warp gate um, and then shows up in modern day Japan, realizing that... Um, the devil is no longer an all-powerful being, but is sort of a regular nerdy-looking kid. Um, so that's, I think, the big conceit, right? The devil is no longer this powerful being. The devil is more like a normal. Now, I will. There are some caveats here. The devil still has power, but it's um, man. I was going to do a very obscure reference uh, for this audience, so I won't. But basically, the devil's power is no longer infinite. Um, it's very limited and it does not replenish. So basically you don't want to use your power if you, if you don't absolutely have to. This is a, this is a normal kid, but he treats people like he's the devil and wrong. He solves problems like he's the devil. Nope. See, this is what kind of bothered me. I was like, Oh, this is an interesting premise. And within the first 15 minutes, like all of a sudden the devil's like, yeah, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to rise the, I'm I'm gonna rise the corporate ladder. I, I'm like there, like all the devil tendencies are gone, and the there's there's no transition or very like the it's like a minute's worth of transition where the devil enters the world, people are chattering at him in in Japanese, and he like uses a little bit of his magic and oh now I know Eng- or I was gonna say English but no Japanese. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh <clears throat> and there you are like there's no th- th- i feel like you could have made a couple episodes out of like hey it's probably difficult if you're an all-powerful being from another dimension <laughs> to come and be like a, a slave wage laborer in modern day society but apparently not um because yeah, there there's was a really no great difficulty. example there's a really great example of a character like that that is in a forthcoming anime series but a very very popular manga called um chainsaw man uh named power and she's like she's like a devil but she's forced into like sort of subservience by a contract so that they don't kill her but she still acts like a devil she's still got the like devil vibes about her so just hearing you describe this show is pissing me off. Oh, yeah. I was like, how could we have just run roughshod over all this great material that we could have used? Anything um, redeeming about it? No. <laughs> the problem The problem was, to me, the biggest single problem was the whiplash between, again, I'll... I'll do some spoilers. So the hero is the hero Emilia. It's a woman. And at the end of the first episode, <laughs> she finds the devil and says, I'm going to kill you because you're the devil. 
and that was my whole purpose. And I, I passed through the warp gate following you and I found you and here I am going to kill you. Um, but because her powers have also been blunted, um, they basically end up in some sort of slap fest. And then this is the comedic aspect coming forward. If that was not, it's working for me so far. Uh, and then somebody starts taking pot shots at them with a rifle, it seems. And so they Why? like run off and it's quite clear by in the Japan? end of the, by the end of the, well, there, it turns out they were magical bullets. Uh, so at any rate, it's very clear they're going to be teaming up at the end of the third episode, but also it appears that the devil has a love interest who works with him at McRonald's, and that seems to bother the hero Emilia, who also goes around calling herself the hero Emilia and says the hero, you know, I'm the hero, therefore I would do X, uh, which is at at best annoying. Um, but is there a romance between the hero Emilia and the devil? Um, maybe tune in for more. I don't know because I only watched three episodes. Um, and then, but I, like it. I mean, there, there is definitely a, a romance triangle or two. And then at the end of the third episode, the devil has regained at least temporarily all of his powers and turns <laughs> out to be totally jacked. I mean, back to his original devil jacked form with horns and stuff. By the I end of the third he's... episode? <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't think he's going to stay that way. Um, oh, okay. So is I'm, it like I'm a temporary confident. Plus, temporary he just got a promotion at work. So, like, he needs to go back. He, he's decided he's he's going to climb the corporate ladder and take over um, our planet, as well as go back and defeat all the heroes in Enta Isla, which is his original home universe. That... I, and that's what I'm aware of. His, he also has a bumbling sidekick that I've not mentioned um, whose task it is to find, like there's there's myths about magic in the world, our world. So there's some presumption that maybe they can tap into that and the devil can regain his powers. Is this one you would watch with your kids? If you hated your kids. Um, there's a little bit of, I mean, you could watch it, but again, it's tonally all over the place. And then um, there, the, there's a bit of that sort of like a little bit of icky leeriness about the way that there's a lot of focus on like breasts and uncomfortability. And like the end scene is this, the, or the credits always play over the camera slowly panning up this, the, the love interest from McRonald's in like a negligee wearing either a bikini or underwear underneath. And yeah, it's, it's that kind of stuff. So I guess I I wouldn't watch that with my kids. I watched 10 minutes of this show and I found it very annoying. But in the first 10 minutes, you barely even like, it's all, it's tonally consistent, but that's all setting the backstory yeah. of leaving into Isla. And I was like, <laughs> I oh, so this is what this is going to be. looking anime. No. I think it looks very cheap. Oh, yeah. Uh, it That doesn't, yeah, that doesn't get better. I mean, I guess. Uh, Spider was pretty well animated when it was like spider fight scenes. And then they seemed to like cheap out on some of the other. <laughs> on some of the other animations the are i've heard it highly criticized online for being cheap but i thought it was pretty good 
Oh, uh, I how see. was I, the animation in in the uh, in my life? My life is second life is a villainous. I forget. Next life. My, my next my, life. Yeah. Um, was all right. Um, I I mean, if 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 you're a long suffering shoujo fan, you're kind of used to them getting like the short end of the stick for animation. So. But you know, my my um my my to- my toler my tolerance is probably a lot higher than most people's. Stylistically, yeah, I, I, does it have like the roses behind them and like all that kind of stuff, or is it like do they go into chibi form? Do they what what does it stylistically look and feel like? Um, uh, so, sometimes it would have like ultimate game backgrounds, but like visual novel backgrounds. But overall, I feel like it looked very literal. Okay. What about you, Don? How did what would how did you describe the look and feel of Devil as a Part Timer? I didn't think it was like to, the the anime style was fairly cheap. I don't know. Uh, I didn't. It was not remarkable to me. Um, but again, I I sort of agree that it's the story that matters, not the. I mean, the medium was good enough for the story if the story was what you wanted, but there was also those, you know, like again, the tonal switching was what got me. It's like, Oh, all of a sudden, you know, we're the, the devil is going out on a date with his coworker from McDonald's. And then the hero Amelia is like, Oh, I see them in this coffee shop. I'm going to sneak in because I want to hear what's going on with the devil and this part time and this, I'm like, what? Yeah, kill him or not? Shit or get off the pot? <laughs> do you feel like? Do you feel like it's a? Do you feel like it? It was like a power fantasy that this guy could, having been the devil, could just be normal and have these girls after him in their I, underwear. Well, no, I mean, so first of all, he seems mild. I don't know. It's weird because it's like he acknowledges they're going out on a date. But you you raise an excellent point, Victoria, which is like, why should he care? Like, if if he's trapped in his own little mind and he's like, I'm going to, you know, rise the corporate ladder at McDonald's and take over the world, which is, in fact, a subplot where Amelia's like, I'm not sure it's worth killing you anymore because you seem like you're just going to stay here and not make that much trouble because you're a good employee at McDonald's and... <laughs> You know, you're otherwise doing normal stuff and not being evil, which actually was one of my favorite parts of the whole show is when Amelia's like, I don't I don't see the point in carrying out my mission if this is how you're going to behave. And then he's like, no, I'm still the devil and I'm still planning on taking this world over. And you're kind of like, all right, now at this point, either I take him seriously, in which case Amelia should kill him or this whole thing is being played for laughs. But then clearly tonally it's not later so it's it's very it's like who is the hero here who like am i supposed to be rooting for the devil because i think so this is the devil is a part-timer and yet he's supposed to be the devil like he's just so happy riding around on his bike and going and selling (laughs) black pepper fries at mcdonald's I mean, at three episodes, I'm sure you were right. You're right, but established. But I should be. I should like. I should feel the desire to watch more, right? And right, I I don't. If can I contrast that with the other three episode parallel world pharmacy? Yeah, sure. 
it, it, I don't think it, I mean, this one I'll only say is it seems to fit much more in the mold. Um, it has one tone, like it is, it's, it's taking itself very seriously. Um, it's a very dry tone. <laughs> no, it's, but it's not, it's, it's a drama. It's not a comedy. It's not a romance. It's a drama. And, um, you got this, I barely remember his name. Hold on. Um, You've got Kanji. Sounds like a memorable character. <laughs> Kanji Yakuta. Well, because this is this pre, his pre. Um, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Trans, transmitted life. So Kanji is this hardworking medical researcher who, uh, like, literally works himself to death. He sleeps in like forty-five minute increments, um, which I do not recommend for anybody um, in any circumstance. Um, but he's this brilliant uh, dude who's trying to find a cure for everything. I don't know. He's, he's has this flashback to this sibling of his that died horribly in some, you know, cancer. Let's say it's cancer. Who knows? It wasn't specified. So he's working feverishly hard and apparently dies of a heart attack at 31, which is a very young age to die of a heart attack and wakes up in the body of a 10 year old boy. Um, and as a child of this famous family, um, a de Medici and his name is pharma, uh, Let's say it's a. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is, and it turns out that everybody is. Um, uh, everybody in the family is imbued with magical powers, and we spend the first episode of him sort of figuring out what's going on, and the second episode is him training with a tutor to to figure out how to use these powers, of which he has been granted. You know, and like his previous. The the ten year old boy that he now inhabits had some of these powers before, but his are vastly augmented, and he can conjure elements that he can conceive of. But because he was a a well respected scientist, he knows the chemical composition of all sorts of things, and therefore can. Can I ask you one will. thing about this? Yeah, hit me. Uh, what happened to the ten year old boy? Is this, so did he die? And this is did, a great did, no. Uh, this he wakes up and he's like was my previous existence as this 31-year-old researcher all a dream? <laughs> um, because he's like, yeah, I do kind of feel like this kid, and it sort of makes sense. And oh. in fact, the show does play a little bit to that. Again, I've only watched three episodes, but um, he has these interactions with his father, and at one point he's doing so- – he's like, I know how to save this person, and – father you need to let me do it and father his father's like you don't you don't know shit what the hell you think you're doing um and he's like no i absolutely can and then does in fact um save he ends up saving the queen interestingly queen elizabeth the second maybe when he saved the fictional one it killed the real one i yeah i don't know but um uh but the father's, you know, he's like, I'm sorry, father, but like I, all this stuff came to me in a dream. And his father is viewing him skeptically and his father's like trying to sort of catch him. But he has the same mannerisms as apparently the original Pharma did as a kid. So that that jury is out. Like what happened to the identity of this little kid? And you're, the honest answer is you don't know. And I would also point out that by the end of the third episode, um, and I think I even started watching some of the fourth there's still no pharmacy to speak of, although I believe we're on track to build it um, because part of the result of saving the queen is that the queen bequeaths a huge amount of land 
to Pharma's father, and now we will open a pharmacy. But actually, one of the things that I really liked about this show is that we're not fighting demons or monsters or other things like that. Like, hey, we're fighting disease, and we're the 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 mission is like, you know, it's a spin on the traditional and uh and pharma is like, hey, I really want to open a pharmacy and make good cheap medicine available freely because that would best benefit the existence of the race of the human race um and i thought that was that was probably a pretty good goal as opposed to like um martin chicrelli uh out there (laughs) trying to gouge all of us for the profit motive i mean you know that did cross my mind so our precious wu-tang i know i've actually i almost was gonna reference he did lose it but and man yeah He's still making money, by the way. Like he's, I think he's clever enough that he's still got. Ignore Martin Chakrali. <laughs> I will say I liked this Isekai better again because we don't have whiplash from like, well, am I supposed to be taking this scene seriously or is it? I mean, like there were enough cues in The Devil Is a Part Timer so you could figure it out, but it's like you get tired of being like, what am I supposed to be watching? Well, as here. I, I knew what the arc was and it was a little slow. And there were a couple things where I was like, God, do you guys just need to stretch this out for 22 minutes? And you only had 18 minutes of content. So you're like, let's just slow the dial down. So stuff happens a little, but other <laughs> yeah, than that, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought I, I felt like there was more of a, a consistent vision behind it. But what do you get out of him being 10 years old? What's the point of that? Like, Well, I'll tell you this. There is <laughs> um, very little romance going on as a result. That is true. Um, now, the there, that doesn't mean he, he's still surrounded with... The like, helper lady. Yeah, he does have his... His, um, his tutor is a little too busty for my taste. Um in the sense of like, we don't need um, Bo Derek or whatever the modern equivalent is um, to be the um, the tutor, but she's also generally dressed fairly modestly. So there yeah. was a scene where they're like learning something on a deserted island, and everybody gets very wet, and their clothes get all clingy. That I was like, this seems arbitrary. Um, but also, again, it was still fairly chaste in the in the realm of how these things can go. Yeah. That uh, compared to like how not to summon a demon Lord, whatever that one is called, where like <laughs> we have to watch. No, no, I had to, I, I watched this. So you're going to hear about it. We're like in the first episode, he meets this cat girl and he's like scratching her ears and she orgasms from him, like scratching her ears. And then the, the next episode, he's like grabbing the boobs of this elf. Who's like, basically a giant pair of grapes with like an elf body attached and, and like she orgasms from that. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Can you go back for a moment? Like a giant bunch of grapes with an elf body attached. I'm really, I'm working. I mean like like two, 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 two boobs that are basically the shape and texture of grapes. And, and like then, individual grapes or each yeah. one is a bunch of grapes? No, it, no, no, no. individual <laughs> grapes. What, what, I don't know what that is. That's, right. That, that was why like, I was like, my brain is I mean, really it, having trouble here. I mean, it is terrifying. isekai. 
Right. <laughs> so like anything be. is possible in these weird shows. That, that just sounds like that sounds like if you went to like Dally Mini and were like great boobs, that's what you would get. Like a oh, bunch of yeah. Are you doing that for um, our next, I'm gonna do uh, it I mean afterward. Blast. I am absolutely doing this afterward. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean it's it sounds like it, it sounds like the it, it sounds like the 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 fan the fan service doesn't make you want to crawl out of your skin at least it's tolerable and it sounds like the show is willing to commit to its premise instead of weaseling out and having you know and, and avoiding avoiding the devil concept entirely so they can just have like fast food rom-com now i'm going to talk about the la- the, the second show that i watched and i didn't watch a lot of it i watched one and a half episodes um it was called isekai izakaya Koto Aiteria no Izakaya Nobu, or Isekai Izakaya, Japanese food from another world. And in this one, there's an Izakaya, a Japanese uh, drinking place that's just inexplicably connected to this fantasy realm (laughs) through one like side of it. So like on our side, it gets like supplies and stuff. And then on the other side, they kind of open up and they like these like isekai types come in and they have food. And I started off kind of intrigued by the concept. Like I I saw it as sort of an interesting staging. So all the action for the most part is going to happen in the restaurant so maybe people have arguments or they talk about adventures they had outside the restaurant. There's a couple scenes of them walking down the street and deciding to go into the restaurant. And the series may at one point have scenes further out, but I didn't watch far enough. But each episode's named after a food. And it's about how great it is to be in an izakaya <laughs> and have Japanese food. And every episode's about like something really mundane, like potatoes <laughs> in broth <laughs> or chicken karage, which we all know is a superior, wonderful, delicious food. But um, these are bar or pub food in Japan. And it is a self aggrandizing series designed specifically around like cheering on yay japan yay izakaya (laughs) and it's like sponsored by the like it's sponsored by the like cultural bureau there 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 i was gonna ask if if any companies had any stake in this and the The conversation yes and the conversations are basically this and it's it's a hit it's a light novel okay it's a light novel (laughs) that was turned into a manga somehow you can't even (laughs) it's unfathomable but and it's popular. It, it's got like a 7.5 on anime list or whatever. <laughs> like it's, 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 it's popular enough. It's po- more popular than I would have ever imagined. But the conversation is like this. Oh, after we sacked that castle, we, you got to try this beer. And then the guy sits down. And he's like, I'll have a tank. I'll have a tankard of your, and they speak with German like uh, vocabulary, but I can't remember what they, what, what they are. Sweet. So it's like, I'll have a tankard of your ale. And he's like, then he sees the, 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 the like typical Izakaya, like, like, uh, like 
um, waitress is just like so accommodating and so soft spoken and such a stereotype. It has no personality whatsoever. And she comes over and brings him like a cool glass, like of beer. And, and he touches it and he's like, Oh, it's like ice. And he drinks it. And he's like, Oh, it's amazing. And like, that's the, that's the whole fucking show. And then (laughs) there's not even enough content to last the whole, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Then it's like a professional chef comes out and like, he's like, here's what we made. Here's what they made at Izakaya Nobu this week. And here's our new take on this classic Japanese pub food. And then, It'll be like the potatoes, but instead of like putting them in the, the in in the um in the dashi or whatever, and like serving them that way, uh, or the oden, they'll like uh they'll like take the ingredients of the oden and split them up and just sprinkle them on the potato, and like they'll make a potato salad out of it, and then add these bits and pair it with this beer. And like I tried making this, and it was not a success. <laughs> <It was not. laughs> the karage dish that they had was not uh, good, and uh, yeah, so this was just propaganda, <laughs> <laughs> inexplicably popular propaganda. And uh, I guess that's an opening for either questions, or we can move on to Victoria's second show. Uncle hmm. from another mother, <laughs> <laughs> which was um, mm. was their food sex? I don't know. <laughs> food sex is in like literal food sex. No, but I mean different types come in, diplomats and other things, and royalty and like. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what the. What the goal is for anyone? It's just they go and they have a good time, and then they leave and they think about it, and then they 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 say how great it is and how they're going to keep coming back. It's extremely unsexy. And, yeah, yeah, it's very chaste too. <laughs> so yeah, you didn't sound like it was full of steamy romance. I mean, we're going to get someone who comes in here. And it's like it gets really good after episode five, so. You should have kept watching. Man, the Takoyaki episode (laughs) blew my mind. The drama, the tears. Definitely the tears. I I think you can know that you you can know based on how stories work that something's going to ramp up, but you should. the, the, The beginning should still compel you to keep going. 96 isekai had you had something to keep you going like you would have the in wars and intrigue of the world as well as the main character's personal goal whether you know which was usually getting out of the world but anyway <laughs> you know yeah you, i mean the characters mean, do tell yeah. stories mm-hmm. the characters do tell stories about that world and sometimes you'll see them animated slightly <laughs> so i'm being unfair in some ways but also no just don't watch it Unless you really like Japanese food and you want to get that 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 hit. How is the animation and the look and feel of this one? It's just very rote. It's rote. <laughs> I stop asking. Yeah. 
there's just no personality to it. It it's it's it it's very serious looking for an anime. There's not a lot of like goofy expressions or fun slapsticky stuff. It's fine. It doesn't all have to be that way, but needs something. <laughs> needs anything to keep it interesting. I mean, this has more episodes than a lot of the things that some people have watched, so somebody likes it. Yeah, there's the that's therein lies the rub. Somebody, but who is this person? <laughs> the cultural bureau. Yeah, I mean, if you're a weeaboo who's like jonesing for some Japanese like uh, food, maybe you get get some of this. You live in the Midwest and there's no good Japanese restaurants or something. I don't know. I don't know who's watching it. But anyway, Victoria, tell us all about Uncle from the another place. Yeah. So this one, this one this was recommended by one of our people. Yeah, and I'm I'm sorry, I don't have a lot of nice things to say about it. It's it's not it's not the worst it's not the worst of the things I tried, but like the premise is way more interesting than the actual execution. Like, let's see, it's about so it's it's a reverse isekai where we have. This 35-year-old man wakes up wakes up from a coma, which was actually he had actually just spent he'd been in a coma for 17 years, but he had actually just been spending that time in this very generic DD fantasy world that is called I don't even remember, it was like Grand Bethel Bethlehem or something. something. Just Bethlehem. <laughs> uh, no, it was Grand bah- Bahamal. I, it was close enough. Uh, <laughs> and, and in this, and in this, and when he returns to the real world, he's he's retained his ma- he's retained his magic powers from it. And he was also he was also a big he was also a big Sega fan when he got you know when growing up and he he got trans he got transported in two thousand. So the first thing he asks when he gets back is like, "How's Sega doing in the console market?" Oh, that's you know a good how that went. Yeah, it's um, it, it, but it mostly just ends up being. It mostly also ends up being a rom com. Like, it it mostly, it mostly ends up being. It mostly ends up being the the uncle showing his nephew and his nephew's childhood friends who is like trying to get into, who's trying to get his pants and the nephew is completely oblivious. Um, he's just showing them footage from the time in which. These fan- these fantasy girls, one of whom is just literally named Elf, are trying to, you know, are are flirting with the uncle, and he's oblivious to it, and it's it's not very it's just not very interesting or funny. Most most of the jokes go on for too long. Most of the Sega references, like the punchline, is just the reference. Like there's one point there's one point where nephew the nephew hands the uncle a copy of um. Burning Rangers, which is a game, which was a game I really liked for the Saturn, and he's like, play this because it's a single player game, and that that's it, that's the joke. The uncle says like, you know, it's hard to play with the multi controller, and that, that's it. It just it just doesn't go, it just doesn't go anywhere. Okay, Don, are you laughing? <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's some sometimes they go a little further, like. 
I, I think I think what the show is trying to do is sort of subvert subvert some of the com- some of the common tropes because it's because this um the unc the uncle is the unc the uncle is anime old even though he's my age that's not that old um he's he's um he's anime old he's he was game savvy and he thinks it gives him an advantage in that world but it actually doesn't because like he tries to do some moves from golden axe and they don't actually do anything and <laughs> is that funny and, though that sounds like it could potentially be funny it, it was it was it, it was it was okay <laughs> it's it's is this it, sponsored it by Sega? I'm so confused. Why? It, they- it definitely, I mean, and the fact the fact they actually show and name the games is um, they absolutely got they absolutely got Sega's permission. And okay, I've got I got to get this elephant in the room out of the way. So oh sure, yeah. So he um, so he so he got so he got he got he got Isakai in 2000. Which point the Dreamcast would have been out for at least a full year. It came out in like late 1998 in Japan. Yeah, but he never he never talks about the Dreamcast. He never talks about anything more recent than the Saturn. And this 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 bothers me <laughs> because you would think he would want to know. You know, you would think he would. You would think he would be one. You would think he would he would play the Dreamcast if he were such a huge Sega fan or. I wanted to go back and check out the games that came out for like a couple of years after after he got Isekai. Like the system was discontinued in 2001, but there were still some games that came out for it. I think until 2002 or three. Um, this, this is this is just extremely weird to me. <laughs> well, don't if you go to Japan, they're still making games for Dreamcast. Oh yeah, no, they are. They are. It's but a crazy market out there. Yeah, yeah, of, that's um, smaller. You know, a lot of them are dating Sims and stuff, but yeah, there's yeah, there is there is still there are still active indie developers the Dreamcast, but, but yeah, he doesn't he doesn't mention it at all. This this just I I I I, I couldn't suspend my disbelief for that. I could see why I bother you. <laughs> um, but... I'm, I'm I'm also well, I'm a Saturn and Dreamcast nerd, but I feel like you've taken me to a point that I want to make, and in, in that. We talked about 90s isekai or even like after that, something like Sword Art Online, where there was clearly like a mystery and a plot and like things were happening. And like there was uh, there was like a an end game to it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if it had those tropes of like leveling up and like using like a your like uh, online persona becoming your real life persona or like sort of inhabiting your online persona. Um, and yet I, I feel like every time I hear about these shows, what's missing is a sense of discovery and adventure yes. that just is transplanted by, uh, by these stats and these, these world building that doesn't really excite or entice in the ways that it's supposed to. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about video games, I feel like part of what makes, I don't know. I, I'm, you just triggered something in my mind, but like part of what makes, um, like, uh, like breath of the wild. So fun is the, is exploring the world, exploring the unknown. 
Uh, and that one, I think, was, for example, for me, a real drawback of um, The Devil is a Part-Timer because I don't need to explore modern-day Japan through an, anim- <laughs> through an animation, which takes all the power away from my... Now, granted, again, three episodes, and I know that he became a devil again in the last one, so who knows what happens. But nevertheless, um, I agree with you that it seems derivative to like get it down to like you know level power leveling or what or what have you and conceptually the devil as a part-timer could be brilliant actually like imagine it was like the south park devil like the (gasps) big beefy freaking red giant man yeah it's kind of what i thought i was uh, a little tiny whack donald's hat or not whack donald's mcronald's (laughs) whack whack donald's Uh, no (laughs) i think that was from coming to america uh yeah ron donald's <laughs> mcronald's or mcronald's yes. yeah the little tiny mcronald's hat like those images could be gangbusters they could be great and just playing off of the sort of like expectations of how a devil would behave in our world this yeah this is a, a lack of imagination <laughs> Yeah. This, yeah, this is one thing that really bothers me is that they there's no there's no there's no goal to there's no goal to a lot of these series. Like there there is there is no there's just no um they kinda they kinda get dropped into the this premise and it just goes from there rather than there being rather than there being some sort of over overarching premise. It's like they didn't really think past the titles. And this yeah. is a, I mean, and and this is why I was saying my life, my next life as a villainess was significantly, significantly better than the other things I watched because at least there was there was a goal. She doesn't, she doesn't. Katarina doesn't want to die. Um, Isekai Uncle, seven episodes in, I still don't know what the goal is. Like it kind of, it kind of drops any of its more interesting aspects. Like, like you know, the uncle's supposed to be making money for him and his nephew by you know posting his posting his magic stunts on YouTube, and it just. It, nothing 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 really happens with that it's like it's shown a couple of times but but it's not it's not deep it's not deeply explored it, it's left in fa- it's left in favor of um having of having this guy like lift up the shirt on the elf you know revealing her naked body because he thinks that there's an injury on her stomach when there isn't and her grapes uh, um yeah they're, they're not that they're not big the, the the female character designs are much better in this one. I did I did like them, um, but you know I mean I, I was thinking that never say that again, Tom. <laughs> what I would I'm just I'm just bringing up what she said before the grapes. Yeah, I, I put it out there in the universe, um, but um, one you know I was I was thinking I was also thinking. Villainous and Uncle are like, in a way, in some ways, not that different. Like they're both about game savvy characters who are oblivious to the you know the romantic overtures of other characters. But here's here's the things like Shoujo and Jose have generally historically not had a problem with not had a problem with fleshing out their characters. Like even you know even 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 the romcoms, the reverse harems, like you know they they still. They they would still they would still make the male characters thoughtful characters in 
Shonen and Seinen, I think, largely have a problem with making female characters like have some autonomy or some person or, you know, some depth of personality or even some significant part, significant part of the or significant role in the story. And also also like shoujo ones shoujo ones tend to tend to favor like a pro- you know a protagonist who's like uh, a, a, a protagonist who's like softer softer and this you know softer or not as creepy or grating you know they actually they they cha- they change they change the people around them by you know with their bravery with the, with their niceness and it it just um it it plays it plays a lot more. They they play a lot more. What's the word I'm looking for? They they play they they play a lot more pleasantly and believably. And in Uncle, the the character the characters just the the girls just kind of don't really seem to have any have any serve serve any purpose beyond being attracted to this guy and. You know, think, thinking that when he gives them a ring on the ring finger that he's proposing to them, but then actually he was just giving it to them to sell. It just it it, it the, the the whole the whole the whole the whole vibe is the whole vibe is creepier. I don't I Shoto tend not to, to make like their Abrams creepy. Scamp? Um, I'm sorry. Is he supposed to be like a lovable scamp? Is that kind of the the, the character that that he's that that makes him funny? Is that why I'm I'm kind of confused about the uncle character. Me too. Me too. I, I I think I think that the best I can think is they're trying to make him opposite to it's trying to make him sort of opposite to. I mean, I, th- I think they're just. I, I think he's supposed to be a less less likable. He, I think he's supposed to be like instead instead of these um like kind of like Gary instead of like a Gary Stu protagonist, he's he's supposed to be crappy. Like he's ugly. He thinks he knows what he's doing, but he doesn't. I don't, I don't really, I, I honestly, I don't really, I don't really know. It, it, it's just not very fun. <laughs> it sounds like it's not very fun. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, but I, I guys, I'm telling you, there's a lot of things that you're saying that are wrong with the isekai tone tone issues other things like that um not having a goal beyond leveling up or power leveling and yet for me so i am so i am a spider so what was like it 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 succeeded at those things somehow for me but that's also the possibility that it was my first one and so it's possible that I I got a really good impression off of it because I don't watch mo- shows that have this conceit. But if I were to watch like 10 or 20 of them, I think I would be like, even if it had the same general vibes, I might not be as inclined to be as forgiving of those. I, I think like, you can find the diamonds in the rough. I mean, I started with The Devil is a Part-Timer and I was like, what's going on? Then I saw... And again, I need to just say uh, drugstore in another world. And it was very clear right out of the gate that I was treading into no man's land. 
Um, but I actually, I thought Parallel World Pharmacy, which I don't love the name, I, I would watch more episodes of that. I I kind of want to see where they're going to go, especially given that, hey, we're trying to conquer disease. And yes, it's a little slow in places, but, um, you know, that it's sort of weird because Pharma has godlike powers, but he's really, he's like trying to develop microscopes and things and he's like hey you know anyone can make this uh, like i'm the only one who can make this medicine right now but we should have a situation in which all of you regular people can make medicine and i'm getting the sense that the the villains are going to be the other magician like beings who are like what the hell are you doing giving the plebeians the ability to make something that cures tuberculosis like that <laughs> that's going to upend the balance of power and once you're gonna again, you're going to put us out of work. You're going to put us out of work. Exactly. Exactly. Although I think if you've got magic powers, why do you care about a lot of this stuff? You know, just go do magic. Like if I could do magic, I would quit my job in a heartbeat. Like what the hell? I want to go do magic. I don't want to sit around oppressing people. How boring. Like I want to like, you know, shoot beams out of my fingers and like dive under the earth and breathe underwater. I want to. That seems cool to me. Not oppressing no, other people. Yeah. Um, I also think that a lot of these worlds, the, just from the small sampling, and I, I didn't talk about every series I watched some of, uh, but I think a lot of them, the problem for me is they're just not very interesting worlds. Like, I, I get that they're coming from the sword and sorcery slash French aristocrat slash like that kind of like vibe, but like... My daughter is watching this American show called uh, Amphibia, where this girl from Los Angeles and her two friends use a mat. They open a music box and they get transported to a world populated by amphibians and giant insects and stuff. Like, that's pretty exciting. There's a lot to do there. There's a lot to do with the concept. There's a lot of new fish out of water things you can do with that. I feel like a lot of times these characters get transported and they pretty much translate one-to-one into their new world. Like, okay, now they're a little more handsome and they have blue hair, but like they're not <laughs> fundamentally like learning things anew again. Like, what about they have just to deal going to Japan? Maybe... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> you could just take a flight there, you know? <clears throat> yeah, that's true too. But... Uh, we're going to do another one of these, maybe two more, not sure yet, but uh, we have more to discover and a couple more things to talk about. So let's see if we can find some more diamonds for the rough and let's see how bad it can get. Although it sounded like that one you watched, Victoria, uh, don't summon the devil because he might fondle your grapes or whatever that was called. Uh, (laughs) It sounds like that was something that i really want to avoid yeah like, and you know what it, it wasn't the worst it wasn't the worst one i watched but oof, it but it oof. but it was the but it was the one that had a that had a cat girl orgasming from her ears being scratched and that's you know that's I mean, it, um, there's an audience for it. There is. Oh, there sure. is. There is. I mean, and that, and that's that's and that um that ha- that actually haunts me more than than what actually happens in the show. Um, <laughs> I am not a hater. I'm not a hater. You know, if that I'm if that's hater. what gets you off, that's what gets you off. Go for it. It's just that oh, yeah. I'm 
grown ass woman. <laughs> We're grown ass people. We don't need it. Yeah, I, I would highly recommend checking out a, a lot of. Um, I would highly recommend '90s isekai, where the world the worlds are more interesting and well re- well researched. They have they have interesting they have interesting power structures that the characters have to overthrow or destinies to fight interesting well-developed characters like i mean i'm just looking just looking at some of the tales i wrote down well save some of it for when we actually start talking Mm -hmm. about those series in detail okay Uh, can can i can i because i really want to talk about 90s you did some tonight but we'll we we can open up that can (laughs) of worms next time or time after that I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. Uh, we went a little long, but uh, there's a lot to talk about with these things. This is our first real like deep dive into them. And uh, we're sure to come up covered in leeches. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh just, boy. Join us for are... a leech fest bath next time. <laughs> leeches that were rein- reincarnations that leveled up to like level 5000 so these leeches are going to kill you even though you're like the overpowered overlord man i was thinking it before when you were talking but you really need to get into on this light novel writing business because i think you you got what it takes <laughs> I, I mean it you know what it, it does it does give me some motivation because whatever i can write is definitely better than than a lot of this <laughs> than a lot of these agreed all right as we say at the end of the show okashiku ikoyo Ikoyo. to the other world <laughs> in another world we got that right <laughs> another world it was at the same time it's perfect <laughs> so good Riley. Yeah, Andrew. Do you want to make a podcast ad? I do, but what would we mention? So I think that we could probably put together an ad for a show called The Podcast Minds. Ah. There, but for the grace of pod, go we. You know, it's a podcast where we both pitch each other podcast ideas instead of doing one ourselves. Yeah, it's a podcast pilot pitching project. Totally. It's We should mention that it's a comedy show, right? Where we throw out ideas like getting weirdly deep into the themes of Jumanji. Is that one a podcast? No, no. Uh, I, I it's a it's a podcast idea that is actually a front for me to talk to you about hyperfixations I got. Oh, that's uh, most of the things that you hit me with. Uh, what about instead if we just talked about all the different ways you could do a rewatch of Lost? Oh, that sounds like you just did what I did, but <laughs> you said it in a positive voice. Okay, and along the way, what if we pitched ideas like I don't know, epic rap battles of mystery, the Lin Manuel Miranda podcast? Listen to the podcast minds there before the grace of pod go we on your podcatcher of choice on the Moonshot Network. Hi ho! Hi ho! Every Friday. Hi there, my name's Max Newland. My friends and I love anime, but you don't have to take my word for it. Hello, my name is Max Kostrak, and I have a confession today. I do love anime. Hey there, my name is Stevie Matos, and I love anime like I love yogurt parfaits. I watch it, I engage with it, and I think about it 
a lot. Give me a good bed of mechs, sprinkled with some harem anime, a slice of life, and some little dabs of a sports anime. Let's go. Mm. Now, doesn't that sound delicious? Join us every Monday at the After School Anime Club, a podcast where we play fun games and talk through the anime classics of the 90s and 2000s. That's the After School Anime Club, available now on your podcatcher of choice. Time. This is Champs in the Making, a Pokemon Bracket podcast where we take every one of these creatures in the Pokemon video game franchise, put them in a bracket together and find out which one the best one is. Starmie gives me like organic, free-range, gluten-free, like fidget spinner energy. Swallow can swallow a tire hole in one gulp. Ladybug looks like it is ready to give you so many high fives with each of its little mitten hands. <laughs> I don't like Weird Ear's face. It's got a big testicle for a nose, for sure. <laughs> I think Vito King's favorite beer is PBR. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Champs in the Making, a Moonshot Network podcast about Pokemon. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or first at patreon.com slash moonshotnetwork.